0: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin.
1: Welcome to the Talking Taiwan podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Lin, and today's guest is Jesse Liu, a concert promoter in Taiwan and also the manager of a Brazilian band called Hibria. Welcome to the podcast, Jesse. Hi,
2: Felicia, and hi, everyone.
1: Great. Um, Thanks so much for taking time out out of your schedule and being on the podcast. I think you're actually the first person that I've done an international podcast with because all of my guests have been in the U.S. and you're actually in Taiwan and I'm in New York. Um, So that's pretty exciting.
2: Thank you. That's That's a great pleasure of mine. Thank you.
1: So um, could you tell me a little bit about how you got started in this business? Because I understand that you do quite a few things in the music business. Um, you are a concert promoter, and you book bands, and then you, you actually manage um, this Brazilian band, Hibria. So can you tell me how you got started?
2: Yeah, I started my concert promoting business back in uh, 2000, 2002, uh-huh. which is like 11 years old. Go, and my first show is uh, a band in from New York. It's called Dream Theater,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which is uh, progressive metal stuff. And now I, bef- back then I only have like two or three shows a year to promote, but now I produce and book tours about forty to fifty shows a year. Right wow. now,
1: wow, that's exciting. And your um promotion company is called icon promotions
2: yes yes that's my company small company but uh, yeah we work hard yeah
1: Uh uh-huh yeah and so for anyone listening to the podcast um their website is triple w icon i-c-o-n like nancy dash promotions with an s dot com Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I see that you do all these different things that seem kind of related, and so I mean, how does that all work, like how do you all do this together?
2: Um, in this business, it's all about passion, because it, it, it's really hard to make mu- uh, money, like getting profit uh, by doing like music business, making music, or or promoting a concert. Um, it's a risky business, actually. you know sometimes you invest a lot of money and the box office turnout is not as good as you expected, and you, so you lose money. and it takes like three, four, five shows to, to earn it back the money you lose. So uh, it, take, it, it, it takes a lot of passions and you just keep doing it and you believe in it. Wow. I
1: so, I mean I don't know that much about how this business works so I didn't even think about that aspect of it so as a concert promoter you have to put up some from what I'm understanding what you said you have to put up some funds to secure um, the venue or to get the, the band booked, is that what happens?
2: You, you pay the, you, you basically you cover everything like the flight, um, ground costs like hotel, transportation uh, most of all is is the show fee the band is asking it's like big enough, they're asking you paying their uh, fees for, for their performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it costs a lot, U- yeah. usually like 20k,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or, I mean 20,000 $20, US dollars for wow. just all size of shows.
1: Wow. So you must be a really huge music lover.
2: Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I listen to music since I was really young, like, like I was nine or ten years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, my old favorite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? What's your? What are some of your favorite? What's your favorite kind of music? Or what bands in new um, Taiwan are some of your favorites right now?
2: Um, rock and roll bands. I mean, I listen to all kind of rocks, like. Uh, hard rock, heavy metal, post rock, and some uh, indie rock, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't really have like um, specific bands I really love, some, some, yeah, some bands like Pantera, a really old band back in the 90s, mm-hmm. and Styx, mm-hmm. the old classical rock, art, art rock back in
1: the 80s. Wow, right. And so, t- can you tell me a little bit about this band that you manage? That's very interesting. You're in Taiwan and you're managing this band from Brazil, Hibria. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about them? Like, how did you come to manage them and like, what is their sound like and
2: okay, so on. I, I met the band uh, back in 2009 when, when I booked a, a festival in China, and the band happened to play in Japan, Korea, and I just uh, inviting the band to come, to come to China and play the show, and we became very good friends and very close ever since. And the next year, they told me they are looking for a new manager. They asked me if I can help. So, yeah, I, I love their music, so I, I took the job to help them, yeah.
1: Now, I apologize because I didn't have a chance to do any research about um, Hebrew. So, what language do they sing in?
2: They speak uh, English, Uh mm-hmm. album is all English, and their style is like speed metal stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. How long have yeah. they been around?
2: They start like nineteen ninety three. Oh wow, it's quite old.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And um, so we're gonna play a clip from one of their um, songs called "Silent Revenge." Do you want to say something about this song before we play it for the audience?
2: It's a very intense song, and uh, they have they have a lot of influence influence from the the old nineties rock and fast and solid stuff and uh, really shredding solos I I guess if you love metal you will love these songs
1: great well thanks let's give it a listen in this business for a little over 10 years now
2: um I actually I, I stepped into the, the music business since I was in high school
1: oh
2: working in the local record store oh yeah so I, I pretty much get involved in the music business all my right. life oh
1: wow really. are you a Wait. musician or did you were you ever in a band yourself
2: yes yes I, I was in the band at that time play play like heavy metal band Ah. Car, okay. yeah, right, but it's hobby. Right. I, I I never just get really professional at it. It's uh-huh. just hobby, yeah.
1: Right, right.
2: But it helps me a lot to uh, understand how the band gets working. You know, so so after that, when I being a promoter, booking agent, and, and band manager, I I know I know how they feel, and because I was in the band, yeah. I know how. Yeah, it helps me a lot.
1: Right. So what are the responsibilities of being a band manager and how is that different from just being a concert promoter or just or a booking agent?
2: Um, it, it pretty much you, you're doing the you're doing the same thing, you know, with the same goals to help the artists and to pro- promote them to, to be success. Uh but with different angles. Like booking agent and, and promoters sometimes it play a, like re- reverse roles in business because as a booking agent you want to get the best deal you you want to get the highest show fee you know front promoter
0: mm-hmm. and
2: promoter you also want the best deal but which is is, is the lowest price so right. uh, it takes a negotiation and the you know you play different roles and you you, you switch your head. You know, switch your thinking differently. But right. uh, being a promote uh, band manager, you pretty much are a part of the family, a part of the team, and you get involved uh, very detail. Like my my band will will tell me he's he's really sad because his dog just passed away. Oh. You know, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, band it's a personal long term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's in- a long.
2: Personal relationship, actually, it is it, based on the totally trust uh, to your band, and the band trusts you as your as you are their manager.
1: Right, right, and yeah, and you're um, personally invested in their career and their success. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are you in, are you interested or thinking about taking on any any other bands um, to manage?
2: Um, I. If I have chance, you know, I, I, I love to try the other style like uh, electrical pop music, oh. which I also really like. Yeah, so yeah, it
1: would be interesting to manage a band like that. Something a little bit different, right?
2: A uh, different band, different style. That would mm-hmm. be cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and so um, you cover Hong Kong, China, and Southeast Asia in terms of booking bands, is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and
1: so how would you compare those markets?
2: Um, yeah, I, I have uh, amazing reliable local partners over there in in, in every city, major cities, and uh, usually for the same band, sometimes we can do like six to nine shows in the same tour, which is covering most of the uh, major city in Asia, like um, Singapore, Phnom poor Saigon, Bangkok, Jakarta and Hong Kong, Taiwan, Shanghai, Beijing as well. So that's a lot of cities we can do the shows. Mhm.
1: Um, so I mean but how would you compare those markets in terms of like um, maybe what their tastes are or in terms of like uh which ones are more easier to work with or um, you know more open to different types of music? I'm just curious about how each area Hong Kong, China, and Southeast Asia may be similar it, or different
2: it's, its It's quite different for for, for example uh, with the same band we can we can draw two thousand people in manila philippines mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the next day in Taiwan, we it probably just turn out like 200 people. Wow! So the market's really differences. What, by- what, what
1: do you think that is? Is that the taste? Like it depends on the musical taste.
2: Musical taste and uh, how they promote the, the bands in the past. You know, if they have a the band has a label in the local market, of course the the label will you know help promoting, and that makes the differences.
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah and i think i think for for china it, it has a lot of pr- potentials nowadays and uh, taiwan is quite small market honestly yeah yeah
1: right
2: for southeast asia it, it, the market is growing and we put more and more international bands to play over there and the feedback is pretty good especially indonesia it, it it should be a a great market amount in, in the Southeast Asia in the future near future.
1: Oh wow! So it seems like Indonesia is the is the most active business busiest right now in yeah. Southeast Asia.
2: Yeah. In, in, in Indonesia, they have a, a, a huge base of the fans who listen to rock and roll. And they they have they have a lot lot of population. I think it's like four billion.
1: Oh, people. yeah. It's
2: a lot of people.
1: Right. And a lot of people um, often compare the music scenes in the big three major countries um, in Asia, which would be Korea, China, and Japan. How would you compare those three?
2: Uh, Japan, first, they, they are the second second largest music market in the world, I think. I'm not sure maybe it's the top one right right now, number one. it's uh-huh. it, it far more advanced than Korea and China, Taiwan. I think we we are we're like fifteen years behind it.
1: Taiwan's fifteen years behind. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and what what's next after Japan?
2: I think it's Korea. Yeah, I think Korea. Yeah. because uh, You know, right now the K-pop stuff is really worldwide, and um, they have professional managing management and uh, agency.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, they have more uh, advanced uh, music industry than than us. I mean, in Taiwan and China. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're just talking in Asia. So in Asia, you would rank Japan as the first and Korea as the second. And then, um, which would be the third?
2: That should be Taiwan, I mean, I think. We're st- we, in Taiwan, we're still leading the whole Chinese pop world. Like, we export our artists to China, Hong Kong, or even some uh, Southeast Asia cities like Singapore, because uh, people there are still uh, speaking Chinese.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so Taiwan is still playing an important role Uh, for making the Chinese pop music yeah but China they catching up very fast
1: oh yeah I'm sure I mean even just in terms of the population you can't even compare
2: (laughs) yeah just just one Beijing they have they have the same population in uh, as one you know
1: yeah there so that will put in perspective right (laughs)
2: So, so, I think China has a, a great potential in the future for for our artists in Taiwan to go over there. actually actually like many, many artists uh either is major artists or indie bands mm-hmm. indie rock, mm-hmm. we We all go in China for touring, you know, we start working on that
1: yeah, absolutely. well, I mean that is the way for Taiwan to go. Taiwan is all about exporting its products or culture um, great. So who um, would you say are the hottest bands in Taiwan today? If I am not really familiar with the scene there, you know, who are some of the most popular um, bands or singers or artists?
2: That would be definitely a band called Mayday. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Chinese it's called Wu mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, the, it's a huge band. It's a huge band. They can sell any Stadium in any time, you know.
1: Yeah, I've heard of them. How long have they been around now?
2: I think they they have been around for fifteen years.
1: Uh huh. Wow.
2: And they just build up their fans, build up their career year by year. They, it's really tremendous achievement. You know, they can they can the band Mayday can sell out the show in. Beijing Bird Nest, which is a 70,000 capacity stadium. Hmm. The ol- Olympic Stadium.
1: Wow, right?
2: For two straight nights. Wow. So it's crazy.
1: Wow. And, and what uh, other bands or singers?
2: Um, Soda Green is pretty good. Uh-huh. Another band called Soda Green.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, they can also, also sold out the arena shows. And they're touring China, oftenly, and and, and the people people love the band. Right. So, yeah, we have a, we have some some bands are doing very well
0: in this business.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how has the music business changed over the years? Because you've been involved so long in some form or another, like you said, since high school when you were working in a record store. How do you think? What kind of changes have you seen in Taiwan's music industry?
2: It, it changes a lot. First of all, um, the records don't sell anymore because people go downloading and, you know, they listen in online streaming. So right. don't buy records, CDs anymore. So uh, a, a lot of uh, the investment turned into the live music business. Mm. So, and the way to make music or recording music is getting a lot easier you can just even do it in your bedroom with your ipad you know very easy to make your
1: yeah there's so much software and things that you can do yeah
2: yeah yeah back in back in 10 years or or even 20 years you 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 cannot do that you know it takes a lot of money to make your own music
1: yeah yeah it's interesting
2: yeah I, i i would say this is the best time or and the worst time for music.
1: <laughs> Depending on your uh, perspective, right?
2: It's in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, uh, personally, I, I, I found that the music nowadays is getting boring because kids just get everything too easy and this
0: mm. kind
2: of a uh, lack of uh, creativity. This is something I, I concern. Oh. Like for Mayday, they've been around like f- 15 years and we still don't have any other like new bands, new blood to uh, take over, you know, their uh, follow their footsteps to, to getting success, you know.
1: Oh, I see.
2: Yeah, because I think it, it. I mean, I mean, the band, the band needs to passing on their experiences to their their new generations, younger bands, and you know, just just carry on the career and they uh, keep the, the whole industry you know, uh, growing. But, mm-hmm. but I, found, I found that just only a few bands, they have certain quality to getting success, while most of the other bands are still not that professional in Taiwan. Right. Uh.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that um, they need to have these qualities to be successful. So it leads me to wonder, what do you think are the qualities that makes a band successful?
2: Okay, first of all they they need to be really professional on the, their musical instrument.
1: hmm They need very to have good technical skills, yeah.
2: N- not necessarily no. really good, but at least, you know, you, you need to you, you know why you're playing. That's very important. And a good attitude about your your music. Because I sing a lot of bands they 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 just they don't know why they're playing, and they they call themselves a band, hmm. amateur band. I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, it's nice. You you playing a band just for hobbies, you know, for fun. That's fine. That's great. But uh, if you want to serious be in this business, you have to be really really good. Yeah, because because we right now it's globalized. You are not just competing with your band other bands in taipei you're competing the bands in from from beijing shanghai tokyo you know you have to be really really good to be uh to be seen to get noticed that's what i
1: mean yeah right so what do you like best about what you do
2: the best part um i think it's the i i I really really love the 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 smile from the audience when they when they came out of my shows Mm -hmm. you know a lot of uh satisfaction um, satisfaction Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and you know i i'm feeling i'm helping people I brought happiness to them. You know, that's something that money can can do about it. It's
1: yeah.
2: not. It's not just about the money. You
1: mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, There's nothing like live music and the feeling that it brings in the whole experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I bring also bring bands to play in China. You know, you know, China is is the government, their government is not really encouraged rock and roll, Mm. here now. So I feel it's like a a silent revolution for me, you know, I I brought like rock bands to play in Beijing and Shanghai, you know, to free their minds, Mm -hmm. I, I really think so, you know.
1: So what is that like trying to book these bands in China if um, the government's not exactly encouraging that? So is it really hard to find venues or to like actually book these bands in China? That sounds it, like a challenge.
2: It, it's like a challenge uh, to apply the show permit because mm-hmm. they have a lot of regulations. You have to submit your, the band's lyrics and uh, video clips, everything, it, it, it's uh, complex. Censorship, still, you know, if you want to do a show here, you know, you know, so sometimes our bands just got canceled because our we cannot get a show permit.
0: Oh Simply,
2: Was maybe just one lyrics they don't hmm. like, hmm. authority they didn't like, so the show cannot do it. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's. But,
2: uh... but still, I if. If we can accomplish that, overcome those problems, China still uh, got a lot of potential to do music business over there. Live music business,
1: right? We can just okay. Continue. I'm
2: using my iPad right oh, now, so okay. I hope that works. Yeah. It sounds
1: very clear. Yeah,
2: it is because my laptop still still you know on the updating the Windows oh, and stuff. You know, I see that sucks.
1: Oh, okay. That's all right it's no problem, at least we got connected again, you know, like I said, this all gets edited by the sound editor, so it's fine. Okay, so we, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. so we were talking about like um, what it's like booking um, rock bands in China, you know, because they're not, the government officially isn't really that encouraging or welcoming Mm -hmm. of the bands in China, and I don't know if you wanted to continue talking about that, if you had more to add about that.
2: Um I think that's fine, yeah, right yeah,
1: yeah, okay, um so is there anything else you'd like to talk about or share about the music industry in Taiwan with our listeners
2: um, well i think I think the the music business in Taiwan nowadays is getting growing and but but the market is really small, and more and more people just getting the business, but the market is the same. I think we have to step outside to explore the new market
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is is uh the key to survive, I think um for example, China will be uh, our our the main choice because we speak the la- same language, and um, Japan also good market, but the, but your music must be really, really good so they can accept it mm-hmm. accept your music
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. Well, thank you. And I'm uh, also curious um, for listeners who want to know more about Hibria, do they have a website or a Facebook page at all?
2: Yes, yes. I think uh, it's just uh, www.hibria.com. That's it. Okay.
1: So it's Hibria, H I B R I A.com.
2: Yeah. And, um, the band, the band is doing very well in Japan market. I don't know why somehow. <laughs> um, we we with the band also supporting really big bands like Metallica, Black Sabbath.
1: Wow.
2: We we supported their shows. So we, I I have a strong belief the band is getting will be getting success in the near future.
1: Right. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And is um, do you know what language that is, or what the story behind their name is?
2: Um, I honestly I don't know. I asked them before, but uh, it, it's just a pronunciation they they feel it's a cool 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 name to call themselves Hebria. Yeah, it has no meaning actually.
1: Yeah,
2: it yeah, sounds Hebra. like it could be a
1: real world real word.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. not. Sh- yeah, I don't think it's Portuguese either. It, oh, it's not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, um, Jesse, for being our guest on the Talking Taiwan podcast.
2: Thank you, Felicia.
1: This is Felicia Lin. I've been speaking with Jesse Liu, a concert promoter and manager of the band Hibria. To learn more about Jesse's concert promotion company, visit www.icon-promotions.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan.
0: Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Formosa.com.